Hello. Welcome to today's podcast. This is Reverend Molly. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, If a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as a Michelangelo painted, or Beethoven composed music, or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, Here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. Jeremiah 29.11 tells us, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Today, and I don't know where you are today in your life, you might be feeling lost or lonely or have a tugging in your heart that God has got something more for you. He's got something more for me. I just don't know how to get to it. I did, but I didn't understand the ways of God when I first came into the kingdom. I had heard the scripture early on that was found in Psalm 46.10, which tells us, Be still and know that I am God. So, naturally, the way I process, I thought, well, I just have to sit still, I have to pray, and somehow God, because He is God, is going to move on my behalf. I didn't know how. But I learned through the school of hard knocks that you have to work. Having faith that can move mountains is good. But 2 Thessalonians 3.10 tells us if a man won't work, he won't eat. God's work is finished. And God is waiting on us to do something. Many times I hear people say, Well, I'm waiting on God, and I'm thinking, well, you need to stop waiting because he's waiting for you to move. One Saturday, I borrowed my niece's car after mine had been repossessed as I was sitting and waiting on God, and I drove to Food Line. I was immediately hired. And during the six months I was there, I watched all types of people who worked very hard. And they were very kind to me. I listened intently to the lives that they lived. To me, they seemingly had good character. And I came to understand after pondering each day when I would go home at night. That God liked a hard day's worth of work. After my daily shift, I would go home, ice down my back, lay on my futon, listen to some Christian television, and I'd wake up the next morning and I'd do it all over again. I started to make a game out of checking out customers at my register. And I would test myself to see how efficiently and happily I could check them out, all the while trying to listen to their problems. This was from a woman who had managed a $53 million branch office of a huge bank in her late 20s. But I was now 44 years old. 
One day, I felt a finger tap on my right shoulder. And it was as if I heard a voice say to me, You've always had it really good in life, haven't you? And I'm like, I nodded yes. You've always had everything you wanted, haven't you? Yes. You had a beautiful home, all all the jewelry that you wanted, clothes, cars, but you weren't happy, were you? And you took it all for granted, didn't you? And I'm like, yes. A lesson was being learned. I needed to appreciate doing a hard day's worth of work. I needed to appreciate what God was letting me have again. One Saturday afternoon, I bent down at my register pretending to pick something up and I said, Jesus, please save me. I stood up to ring the next customer's groceries with a smile on my face. And the very next man in line said, So, do you get 40 hours a week here? I was very embarrassed. But I replied, No. And he said, My mother has a little health food store. And we're looking for someone. Why don't you come by and fill out out an application? So he gave me the card with the information. And I called the following Monday for an interview. I felt like God had been pleased with my hard work and now he was rewarding me with another job. The owner stated later that she had never hired anybody on the spot but that the hair on the back of her neck stood up and she believed that God was confirming to her that she needed to bring me on board. I gave my two weeks notice at Foodline and the manager told me, if I, if you ever need a job, you just let me know. This was not only a boost to my confidence, but the life lesson of always doing the job well to the very best of my ability, no matter what the job entailed, was learned. I began to be able to look myself in the mirror again without having shame. When I began working at the health food store, one of my primary duties was to clean the shelves, which held over 2,700 different types of vitamins. I would wipe around the bottles of vitamins, straighten them up, But one day, the finger tapping occurred again and spoke ever so gently to my heart and said, If Jesus Christ were sitting in the back office as the manager, would you be cleaning those shelves in that manner? And I hung my head as I pondered this question, and then I shook my head, No. The reply was, Then pretend he is sitting in the back. Because he is watching you 24-7. And he is your manager. That one shift in my thinking shocked me out of my complacency. This time, when the opportunity arose and I gave my two-week notice to take another job, 
I was informed that if I ever wanted to come and work for them again, to just let them know. They stated, we have had people say that they are Christians before, but we've never had anyone work as hard as you do. My lesson? Colossians 3.23 tells us, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Now that comes from the King James Version. I like this version personally. For me, it's just, it seems more reverent. Everybody's different, and certainly there is a version out there that everyone can enjoy. Once saved, the Holy Spirit's job is to prepare one for eternity by reshaping thoughts and character traits through tangible, everyday experiences. He doesn't just zap you and life is all better. I didn't know that about God. Being saved is when the work on you begins. No one I was around was striving for a different kind of life with Jesus. But I certainly took that first step to believe that, that I had a better life waiting for me. He set me free from bondages a little at a time as I could comprehend And as my heart could handle the changes, life changes, personality changes, are a big deal to one's physical makeup. Isaiah 28.10 teaches all of us, For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Notice that the writer of the scripture reiterates those phrases twice to let us in on the knowledge that it is going to be a little as a time at a time so we can adjust to this new way of doing things of thinking god doesn't just allow us to go in and grab all these big changes and all we want from him all at once. This crosswalk does not work like that. God wants true and lasting transformation. There comes freedom through the cross if you allow the Holy Spirit to guide and direct your steps. The gospel is not a gospel of bondage and chains. (laughs) Oh, contraire. But let him do his job. Your job is to be obedient and faithful to him one day at a time. Sometime it can be from moment to moment. Additionally, you can't box God in. He is omnipresent. He's everywhere at one time. And he is willing to come to you right where you are. The supernatural power that is active through the Holy Spirit while one is living on earth, is nothing and can be nothing short of stunning. 
Remember, you never know what individual is going to be watching you while you say that you are a born-again Christian. You do believe in Jesus. Your actions can speak volumes. And don't ever make the mistake of judging what God will or won't do. One must never go outside of the foundational parameters that are written in God's holy word. It is a closed canon of work. Nothing can be added and nothing can be subtracted. That is why it is imperative to get into the word of God. Don't guess about God. Don't take someone else's word about God. Get in there and find out for yourself who this transformative Savior is. Save your. Save your home. Save your health. Save your sanity. Save your finances. Save your marriage. You are the letter. The Bible is full of letters written by the hand of God through God's chosen vessels. It is crucial, especially in the times in which we live, to let others see Jesus in you. I made a point of cleaning my counter at Food Line when I had no customers. Then, when I finished my counter, I would ask someone else if I could clean their counter. If all the counters were done, I would go ask the manager, is there anything that I can do for you? During my tenure at Food Line, I continued to go to church, direct the children's Christmas play, and treat others the way that I would like to be treated. I learned not to sit anymore and wait for God to do something as many seem to do today. But that it was through my continued work of getting up every day, being faithful, and being obedient, that God moved. Satan is trying to take this world over with hate speech, violence, and no Jesus. One cannot claim Jesus as Savior and yell, judge, fume, or scream. Those kind of individuals have not come to know the love of God in their heart and are being used by the devil. My path was established so the Holy Spirit could transform me into the vessel God needed so others could see Christ's likeness. But I continue to this very hour to walk out my salvation with fear and trembling, continuing to rise up and get control of my flesh, which is stated in Philippians 2.12. So let me leave you with some God principles today, if you don't remember anything else that has been said. God crosses every T and jots every I. He is a detailed father and doesn't like sloppy seconds once you have been enlightened. If you are faithful in a little, 
God is just and will give you more. Respect authority. In the end, it's going to be better for your flesh. If you cannot come under the authority of the man or woman that God sets over you, how can you possibly come under the authority of God Almighty? And my final word to anyone who listens today, work as unto the Lord, because it is God who sets a man in authority, one over another. And in due season, he will raise you up. And he will reward you for your diligence. God bless you guys. I look forward to speaking to you next time. This is Reverend Molly. Have a great day.